Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away today. It was just last week when the federal drought monitor declared that California is no longer in a severe drought. But that's not to say the drought is over in the state. Water experts say it'll take a number of storms to catch up with years of dry weather. It's one of the reasons voters in California decided to try and do something about it in the form of water storage. In 2014, voters passed Proposition 1, which set aside billions of dollars for more water storage in California. We wanted to see if that money is being used yet, so we are going to turn to Felicia Marcus. She's former chair of the State Water Resources Control Board and a visiting fellow at Stanford University's Water in the West program. She joins us now on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline. Thank you so much for talking talking to us this afternoon. Well, appreciate it. Thanks. Looking forward to it. So after 10 years, are any of these projects off the ground yet? Uh, They're in various stages of development. It's interesting. uh, The language in the statute required a pretty extensive process for assessing what's known as the public benefit. Because the state money isn't all the money it takes to do one of these projects, but uh, it was $2 billion to help move the public benefits of the projects. And so there were requirements to file paperwork and do reviews and a a very public process. And the state uh, selected and awarded $2 billion, just about $2 billion worth of projects, both surface and groundwater, um, quite a few years ago now. It's when I was still at the state. It was the Water Commission that um, did all of that work with help from the rest of us. Um, And now it's up to the project developers who got those chunks of money to find the rest of the money or to finish the environmental documentation or to make sure that the projects that they applied for actually pan out. Sometimes the geology isn't um, what they thought it might be as they actually did more study. And sometimes they still need to go through the Environmental Quality Act and they haven't finished the full public process. So um, there are a number of both groundwater and surface water projects in there, and some of them have run into some delays. My, my, my money's on Los Vaqueros, the second Los Vaqueros expansion, because they do such a good job of anticipating and doing all their paperwork and meeting with stakeholders. Well, that's interesting. So that's the one in Contra Costa County, right? Eastern Costa? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and so what are they doing differently that is expediting these projects rather than the uh, other projects? Well, I think in some ways they're expanding an existing project, which also helps because they are very familiar with the geology and, and all of the studies they had done before, but they're also exceptionally good at just following the rules. Uh, where there are a lot, I'm not, I don't mean to be critical, but there, there are people in the talking points that you hear that assume that the passage in 2014 handed them a blank check or a check for a certain amount that had their name on it, but it didn't in the language. And so 
um, uh, Contra Costa has just historically been very good at following all the rules and doing what they need to do. Uh, Santa Clara Valley Water District got a very large award for um, the Pacheco Dam, and they've run into uh, challenges with the geology and like, and they're having to uh, reconsider the project. I think it's still on deck, but it's going to cost a lot more than they thought at first. So they still have to come up with the rest of the money and compare that with their other uh, options. So each one is a very different uh, circumstance, unfortunately. Um, but the money's been uh, laid out and awarded. And I guess what happens is if projects don't go forward, then the money can be reallocated to others. Sites is the other large one that's in process, and they're still going through their environmental processes and need to get their permits before they can actually start construction. Conceptually speaking, when we are talking about uh, groundwater storage and surface water storage, we're talking about building more reservoirs or expanding existing ones? Oh, it's a great question. It's, it's both, actually. When you're talking groundwater storage, you're talking about something very different uh, that involves trying to figure out how to get water into the ground faster than it would just by the ordinary spillover of floodwaters. And there is a massive amount of work going on now, particularly in the Central Valley, in order to uh, recharge our groundwater basins faster in what's known as managed aquifer recharge. And the, the, the State Department of Water Resources is flying over the valley to find where are the best spots for recharging water faster, because it's you know, sometimes you have sandy soils and sometimes you have clay soils. The so sandy soils, obviously, you can get water into the ground faster. And then you have to figure out where it's going to end up because it's not just a big pool. It's like a bizarre ant farm down there, given our um, our geology. But uh, they're actually doing these great flyovers with some technology that Rosemary Knight uh, at Stanford um, has popularized and brought to California, either holding it by helicopters or driving uh, different um, different uh uh, technologies behind tractors, and they're basically mapping the underground to figure out how to get water in uh, faster when it comes, which is going to be critical because w- people tend to talk about reservoirs as if they're the only way to store water, and they are a fraction of the size of the space we have left in our groundwater basins, uh, particularly due to overpumping. And so, and that and that storage space in our groundwater basins is the only thing that can approximate in size the snowpack we're expected to lose due to climate change, where with a couple of degrees Fahrenheit high temperature rise, you end up with more rain than snow, which um, means it rushes out and floods like we're seeing now, and you don't get the, the timing benefit of that massive storage in snowpack that then melts out slowly during the spring and summer growing seasons and comes in at a speed that you can actually get into the ground. So it's fairly complicated, but the groundwater is where the biggest bang for the buck is going to be. That is fascinating technology, too. Um, you talk mm-hmm. you talk about the hurdles uh, to get these projects approved, and, and, you know, they're going by the rules. But an emergency declaration was just approved by President Biden here in California because of all these storms. Can something like that cut through some of the paperwork? Well, it depends. I mean, usually when when people try to cut through the paperwork, it means you may end up with a a project that's geologically unstable or causes other impacts um, to the environment. Um, And so most of the planning is, uh, it it can be a long process. I have a a particular hobby horse about that, having run a public works department where we got our projects done uh, faster and with less uh, objection by actually listening to people and fixing the project and doing the, the paperwork ourselves rather than hiring, 
consultants in handing it off. So it's a, it's a mix of the fact that sometimes the bureaucracy can take a long time, and usually rules come from something that went wrong sometime in the past. A combination of that and the folks who were um, developing the projects not being as on top of the the paperwork as maybe they might be. That may, may not be fair. I think it's a mix of the two. I think we can gen- generally tend to do things a little quicker than we do in government, and people in the who are trying to get projects done can propose projects and work through them in a way that makes them move faster as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Our guest, Felicia Marcus, former chair of the State Water Resources Control Board and a visiting fellow at Stanford University's Water in the West program. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.